now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. It's me, Tony Joe. This is The Whole Home Show. Welcome to another episode. We are here every week bringing you tips, education, and updates on things relating to your home. Uh, whether you're in the real estate market thinking of buying and selling, or if you're not and you're just looking at ways to improve your home or decorating ideas or whatever, this is a great place for you to be right now. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. You can find their contact information and mine as well, too, by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there, uh, or you could always just reach out to me. Uh, the information for our show is also on my business site, which is the Prime Real Estate Team, primeteam.ca, or just Google Tony Joe Prime Real Estate Team. I always hear from our listeners every week, which means you guys are listening. So uh, great knowing that you're out there. It's been a privilege for me being your host here for all this time. Uh, we do podcast our episodes too, by the way, folks. So if you are a, uh, I, you can find us, by the way, on iTunes or Google Play. You can download uh, all five years with the episodes, tons and tons and tons of great content uh including hopefully what's not hopefully i just want to say hopefully what you're going to hear today i don't need to use the word hopefully because i know it's going to be fantastic our guest this week is our show partner and sponsor denise webster from dominion lending center's modern mortgage group uh and the reason why i've asked her to come here today it was kind of a last minute thing because it's very topical with interest rates as you guys know there was a bank of canada increase uh last week october 26th and a lot of people are wondering what that means what it means to your payments especially if you're in a variable uh, uh, mortgage with payments adjusting and all that kind of stuff i wanted to learn more because i've been hearing from folks and i thought hmm Let's give our friend Denise a call and get her to explain it. And if she's going to explain it to me, I might as well have her explain it to all of you, our CFAX 1070 listeners. Uh, so that is what's going to be happening here. Don't leave. Don't leave this dial, as they used to say. There aren't even dials anymore. Uh, stick around here because you're going to hear a whole bunch of great stuff. We always start off, though, talking about uh, other topical things, things that are going on. And if you have something that you would like us to discuss or cover here on our program, just reach out to me, Tony at primeteam.ca or find me on Google or on the cfax1070.com uh, webpage. Be happy to bring it up here. And something that did come up today was around dates and specifically closing dates. Now, uh, on a contract, there are three dates that are mentioned. There's completion date, possession date, and adjustment date. And I know that we did talk about this not that long ago as far as what the differences are. Um, however, the question this week was, why isn't possession the same day as completion? So specifically, there was a set of buyers uh, from another marketplace that, um, you know, they haven't bought, mind you, for a long time. And they were saying, well, I give my money to the seller. You know, I've paid my X amount, you know, million dollars, whatever it is. I want my keys. Why can't I get my keys and why is it that possession date is commonly 12 noon the day afterwards? You know what, when you think about it, what it means is I paid my money, the 
prior owner is still sleeping in what is my house right now. What gives and why is that? And I want to explain this to you today, folks, uh, as to exactly why. So the completion date is when the money changes hands, when the title changes hands. Uh, and that can occur at any specific point in time on that business day. Always has to be a business day, you know, not holidays, not weekends, uh, things like that. Um, because there can often be a long queue for closings, nobody can guarantee at what point of the day that closing is going to happen. It could happen at 830 in the morning at the land titles office. It could happen at four o'clock in the afternoon. In fact, there is a, a clause in the contract to purchase and sale, which states that uh, completion has to occur by 4 p.m. on completion date. Sometimes realtors uh, or consumers cross out that 4 p.m. time because we have seen it happen at 4.30 or even 5 or sometimes even later. It depends on how busy it is, right? Um, so going back to possession date, sometimes the buyer will say, well, well I want my possession to be 12 noon on completion date. Well, no one can promise that, folks, because if the completion happens at four o'clock, that think about it, the seller's not going to want to give you access until they know that they have the money. Put yourself in their shoes. When you are the seller, would you want your buyer to be in your house four hours before the title is transferred? No, no way. Like, not at all, right? At the very best, what can be promised uh, might be a possession at the end of the day, so like 5 p.m., and that is presuming the house is empty. So in the case of new construction or a vacant property where the prior owner isn't having to move, yeah, sure, we can talk about that. Uh, again, sellers typically want to have the absolute confirmation that the money has changed hands and the title has changed hands before uh, access is given. Now, why is it commonly 12 noon the next day? Well, it's because, like I said, the closing date could have could take all the way up to five o'clock uh, on closing, you know, at the land titles office. And it is just traditional. It is one of these things out of tradition that um, people have said, all right, I get my confirmation on five o'clock. I'm conducting my packing. I'm getting all my stuff done. And I want to have the house nice and clean for the next owner. I will be pulling out of the driveway with my moving truck at 12 o'clock noon the next day. And that is commonly when the buyer's moving truck is pulling into the driveway things get extra complicated by the way if there's a daisy chain because there's often a daisy chain of closings where there's five ten maybe even 15 closings that are stacked up amongst each other right uh and like if you were to have a look at an overhead google live google map seeing moving trucks moving around uh the areas you see them all you know pulling up to the driveway at 12 noon uh, this is the reason, this is really the reason why, folks, um, it is common. Now, sometimes a seller on the flip side might say, well, I want my closing date on Friday, but I don't want to give the keys to the uh, new owner until Sunday or Monday. Well, that's kind of asking a lot. I mean, it, again, it's common that it's 12 noon the next day. When you start asking for more time, like two days or three days, then I can understand, I can understand from the buyer standpoint, it's like, hey, what, like, What's the scoop, right? 
there are other solutions too, by the way, folks. Sometimes uh, sellers make arrangements where they take possession of their other house a couple of weeks before their completion because maybe they want some time to do some painting or you know some cleaning or do some renovations or whatever before they physically move in. Uh, and as a result, you know that whole possession. Uh, date time might change you know it might not need to be 12 noon it could be i don't know 10 o'clock in the morning or maybe 9 p.m the night before but one thing that does happen just to let you know um often realtors have made arrangements with each other because it's a question of running around for keys so if possession time is going to be 12 noon on saturday uh and there's other possessions that need to happen it can become uh really really crazy so sometimes realtors make arrangements to pick up the key from the seller's agent maybe the day before and they will sign a declaration uh called an er uh, early key release and basically there they state i am holding on to the key for now but i am not to give it to my buyer until 12 p.m. possession time or whatever it is and if I do there are serious consequences uh, uh, to be made so it's a permission thing and of course sellers should always have uh, knowledge of this being done too so yeah key transfer complicated on one hand not really on the other uh, we are just about to take our first break here today of course we have our uh, most excellent Mortgage broker specialist Denise Webster. Uh, she's going to be joining us talking about all the stuff with increasing interest rates, uh, fixed payments, variable rate uh, mortgages, static payments. You're going to learn about that. I've just learned about that recently too. Uh, and all of that fun stuff. So don't go away. Need to take our first break here. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Uh, our guest today uh, is a regular. We have her on a lot, but, you know, there's a reason, because it seems to be there is a lot of stuff changing out there in the mortgage realm. And, of course, we're talking about our uh, intrepid show partner, sponsor, uh, Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Oh, it's almost a weekly thing. Uh, thanks for coming back, Denise. Thank you, Tony. Always good to be back. Why? Well, and by the way, you know, I don't mean that. Uh, I mean that in a in a in a loving way because it's always great having you here. I know that our listeners get so much from what you say, and I know you. I know they call you too. So this is uh, this is good. They do, and it's always nice when they start the conversation and say, "I heard you on CFAX." <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, so a lot of things have happened recently. We had a there was yet another rate increase of the Bank of Canada. It was last week, right? October twenty sixth. Yes, and it was 50 basis points. Okay, so tell us about what this means in the grand scheme of things for those um, who are either thinking of doing something in real estate or have their mortgages right now, because we got a lot to cover today, a lot to cover today. So talk about what, do you want me to talk about what we think is going to happen with rates? <laughs> at Crystal Ball or what people are thinking about who have existing mortgages? Yeah, uh, let's let's start with people that have existing mortgages because there's a bit of panic out there it's like wow you know holy cow yeah lots of panic and rightfully so things have drastically changed in 2022 which was not the prediction bank of canada had assured us back in 2020 when they first lowered rates late rates were going to stay low for 
uh, unforeseeable time, at least they were predicting to 2023. And the message they sent as well was that it will be a gradual increase. Well, that went out the window in 2022. Um, the first increase we saw was in beginning in March. And then we saw those aggressive ones in July, September, October. So the Bank of Canada sends a very clear message that they have one tool and one tool only to address the inflation, and that is to raise interest rates. And they will choose a recession versus inflation. So the you know right now we would say there's still some increases to come. Uh, I don't think they will be nearly as drastic as they have been, and I think they are near the tipping point. So I have my fingers crossed that we might just see another quarter percent hike in the December bank call, and hopefully that's it. Some will also predict that there could be further hikes in early 2023, another maybe quarter percent. But right, I know so we are definitely close to being done. Okay, so this is important for people to know. Just because the Bank of Canada rate went up on October 26, 50 basis points, that wasn't immediately reflected in the mortgage rates, right? No. So, I mean, most lenders sent out their notices right away saying, yes, the rate increased and your mortgage payment has increased. So if okay. you had a moving mortgage, like a true, um, uh, what's called an adjustable mortgage. Which we're going to get into, right? We're going to yeah. talk about this today. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, definitely uh, people will be getting notices of that last hike okay. um, and maybe again in December, unfortunately. You and I had talked about this uh, last week. So I was at a conference and one of the speakers, of course, was Benjamin Tell. He's the economist at CIBC. You saw him as well, too. It's funny because the message is very similar. Um, but this is what he was talking about was the fact that the Bank of Canada, they, there's one tool they have, and that's interest rates, right? Yeah, that's all they can do is hike interest rates to try and attack the inflation. Yeah. Now, okay. I don't have a lot. I only briefly read a report this morning um, about the uh, employment and over 100,000 new jobs, yep. which was predicted only 10,000. So that's really going to play havoc on inflation. So there's so many different things that are affecting inflation. It is not just interest rates, but we will just have to wait and see because like Benjamin Tal said, who knows? Nobody <laughs> really knows what's happening anymore. Yeah. Well, what, how did he start the How did he start the presentations again? He said, "Well, they blocked forty five minutes for me to talk to you and present to you, um, but I think I can sum it up in one minute. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, something else. That he, something else that he talked about too is the fact that um, uh, infl uh, escalation and inflation. It's not just Canadian. It's not just Canada. It's a global situation. Right. Oh, yeah. And some would say we're still in a good position compared to other countries that, you know, their their rates have drastically increased compared to ours. I just think we've got, you know, on the mortgage side of thing, we've got a lot. We got really big mortgages in Canada. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I read somewhere. This, so interest rates in the States, I mean, they are because what they, they're like seven percent or something or they're it's a very different it's a very different product they it have it's so most. different because they don't do small five-year terms they basically give you a mortgage for 25 or 30 years at a set rate so it's very different yes yeah but okay. i think what we're going to address today tony is those people that are seeing these changes in their mortgages so they have an, an adjustable or a variable rate mortgage so okay. their payments are adjusting with the prime rate okay so let's talk about that Okay, two very different things. And I think it's really important for our listeners to understand. And some people don't even know what type of mortgage they're in. Because in the past, we've always used the term a variable rate mortgage. Variable very, or fixed, yeah. Yeah, variable or fixed. Yep. Very rarely do you hear somebody say, I have an adjustable rate mortgage. So an adjustable rate mortgage 
is under the package of a variable rate, but if it's adjustable, that means that your payment will adjust when prime rate adjusts. Whether it goes up or down, your payment changes and it, it keeps it on track for the original amortization. So they will set the payment to say, if you continue to pay this payment amount until the end of your term- 25, year, 25 years, 25 years. Okay, got yeah. it. So got if you're paying your mortgage monthly, they wanna set a payment that in five years, you'll have paid it down to 25 years if you started with 30 years. Got Simple it. as that. Got so it. the payment will adjust. There's other people that have what's called a true variable mortgage and it is a static payment. So when they're mortgage funded at that time, whatever prime rate was and whatever their discount off of prime rate was, it set the payment and the payment got locked. So the payment stays the same, but as prime rate moves up or down, they adjust the portion of interest and principal without changing the payment. So let's talk about the adjust, sorry, the static payment variable rate mortgage first. This is really important. And everybody... and I, I'm guessing people pick the static because they go, I want a uh, uh, consistency in my life. I want to know what the payment is. I just want to make this payment. That's probably why they would have picked it, right? A lot of people did. They it, And we use the word security. They like okay. the security of knowing their payment will not change, but they want to take advantage of that adjustable mortgage because prime rate moving up and down in history, it always wins. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually heard a funny quote the other day that said, if you look at a 20 year history of the variable rate, it's always won for 19 years. Welcome to the 20th year, <laughs> which is so true. Like this is the first time really in history that you're kind of wishing you didn't have that variable rate. Okay. Anyway, back to the static payment. What same, they, same payment every month. Yeah. Yeah. So those two, the, the two things that we're really hearing are trigger rate and trigger point. Those are common things in the media now. Never heard of them before. It just wasn't a thing. Even though these mortgages existed, we just haven't seen this type of increase so quickly, so fast that the trigger rate, trigger point conversation has never come up. So what the trigger rate means is that as prime rate has been going up, and your payment has not been changing, the adjustment between principal and interest has now reached an interest rate that your payment, say your payment was $2,000 a month, and originally, in a great picture, maybe $1,000 went to principal and $1,000 went to interest. Just throw numbers. And as, yeah, and as it shifted, we've now got to the point that $2,000 is going to interest only. You are not touching the principal balance. That means your static payment was set when rates were really, really low, which is a lot of people back in 2021 and 2020 took a static rate payment, really low, low payment. Now with the rates increasing, their payment is no longer covering, covering any of the principal point. They have hit the trigger rate. So that means the rate has gone high enough that no longer are your payments covering principal. Now that doesn't mean you're gonna hear from the bank and they're gonna call you and say, do something, your payment's not covering. What they will do now is look to the next set, which is called the trigger point. So if you have paid off some of your principal balance in the time that you've had your mortgage, really easy numbers again. Let's say, realist, say you had a million dollar. Yeah, actually, actually, Denise, oh my goodness. We're, get, we're getting deep here. 
But the thing is, we're coming up to our break, and okay. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I want to make sure that we capture all of this here. All right. Perfect. So um, we've got Denise Webster, our intrepid mortgage broker with uh, Dominion Lending Centers Modern Mortgage Group, just getting deep. And sometimes I wish we could keep talking, but of course we have um, uh, 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 our commercial break, and of course all the supporters of uh, CFAX that you guys need to listen to as well too. Uh, Denise, hold that thought. When we I come will. back, folks, we're going to be having a conversation about trigger rates, static uh, payments, uh, interest, uh, sorry, variable uh, interest rates, and all that stuff. Back in a second. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. This show here every week comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, who happens to be our guest today. JP Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. Uh, as always, if you need help or direction uh, in anything having to do with real estate, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. You can get their contact information or mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Uh, look under shows and there you'll find us, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. All of the contact information is there. Uh, we'd be happy to hear from you, uh, as we do every week, by the way. Uh, also, if you're a podcast listener, you can listen to all 260 of our episodes over the past five years by going to iTunes or Google Play and listen at your leisure seems like a lot of people are getting back into their cars and listen to podcasts now so maybe that's a good thing to do uh and you know what hey we're talking about things today in november of 2022 but there's a lot of content that we have online uh in our podcasts uh that are evergreen and, you know if you're looking for a direction on uh you know plumbing heating uh drain tiles roofing all that stuff we've got so much great content just reach out there uh denise i had to cut you off there just before the break but we were going deep so a uh, little uh, recap for those who are just joining us right now. Having a chat with Denise Webster, uh, our mortgage expert, uh, because what's happened with the rising interest rates is there have been changes out there. And just to recap, we're talking variable mortgages. Uh, we left off talking about people with static payments. So the payment is the same, but since the interest rates have gone up, they are paying less principal and it's more interest to the point where, uh, again, remind us, when it gets to the point where all of the payment is paying principal. That is the trigger rate. You have now rate. hit the trigger rate. Yeah. So the rate has gone so high that the original payment that was set no longer covers any principal. Okay. Doesn't mean you will actually hear from the bank. They may not contact you at that point. Okay. Um, or, uh, or they will. And they could ask you to adjust the payment to get back on track to your amortization. I will circle back to that. Okay. Because... We're going to go to the next step. If your interest rate has now hit the trigger rate, there's one more uh, um, tool. Joy. For them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to use really simple numbers. Um, if you had a million dollar purchase, you put 20% down and you started with an $800,000 mortgage. If you started back in 2020 or 2021 and your interest rate was really low, under 2% probably, mm -hmm. um, now being close to a 5%, rate, even with your discount, um, you've hit that trigger rate, but in the time that you had your mortgage, you paid off quite a bit of principal balance because you were in a low rate. So yeah, let's say most, mostly principal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 So let's say at this point in time, you have paid off 25,000 of your principal balance. Your original 800 is down to 775. 
Okay. Now you hit the trigger rate, no more payments. So what are they going to do next? They're going to start to capitalize that interest into the principal balance. Your balance is going to start to increase. So that's 25,000 you paid off, your 775,000 principal balance, maybe next month it's now 776 you owe. They're starting to tack that interest back and capitalize it into the principal that you've paid off. It's oh. kind of like you're undoing the good you did oh. by having it paid off. But without paying that, increasing your payment, you're just going back into where you're going to. So now you have the ability to go all the way back up to your $800,000 mortgage before they would call you. Wow. And that's a call you don't want to get. You don't want to have waited that long that the bank says your mortgage is coming up for maturity next year. You've now hit the trigger point, past the trigger rate. We've gone back to capitalizing the interest into your principal mortgage and your mortgage is back at 800,000. If the value of your property hasn't increased and it's still just worth a million dollars, that's the maximum mortgage you can have is 800,000. Now you could probably go another step and have an appraisal done and say, well, hey, my value of my property is now 1.1. Could end up being able to increase and amortize a bit more because the value's gone up, but that's a lot of work, and you're going to probably pay for an appraisal for that. And legal fees, maybe, right? Maybe, yeah, because okay. it's probably going to change the title of your property. You're going to have to register a higher mortgage. Yeah. So you don't want to eat up all that principal you paid off and reach the trigger point. So you need to reach out to your bank and say, uh, "I believe, if you don't know, you know, rates have gone up. Have I hit the trigger rate? Is my payment covering any interest in any, any principal anymore? If they've gone past that, this is the point where you need to either increase your monthly payment or make a lump sum payment towards your mortgage. The whole idea is to get it back on track to that original amortization, so that when you do meet your maturity date, you will have 25 years remaining of the original 30. If you were in a five-year term, okay." So I do encourage anybody out there in a static payment floating variable rate to contact your bank, find out if you should increase your payments or maybe make a lump sum payment. Now, if you just got this mortgage in the beginning of 2022, you did not pay off a lot of principal balance because the first increase was in March. And then come July, that 1% increase has probably tipped you into a point where, you know, if you started with the low payment in January, February, March, it's beer at trigger rate for sure. And you've probably got not a lot of principal paid off. They will be contacting you to increase the payments and you shouldn't be too far behind. It shouldn't be a huge shock. Now, if you just got your payment in July, after the 1% increase, you already started with a pretty high payment. So your payment got locked and you still have some room. Your payment's probably high enough that you're still paying some of that principal balance. So anybody going into a static payment right now with high rate, the chances are that you're never going to hit the trigger rate or the trigger point if you took a five-year term, because if we're right, and rates are going to start to come down in a year or a year and a half, as prime rate comes down, you set your payment high. So more and more as the rates come down, more goes to principal. Oh. So that high payment that you originally locked, it serves you really well. Yeah. So this is why we haven't really heard of this ha happening in the past because our rates have been historically low for 15 years, okay. 12 years. Yeah. So with rates going down and fluctuating normally, people have never hit the trigger rate or the trigger point because by the time the maturity date comes, they have got back on track to their amortization because that payment was set high enough from the get-go. 
nobody has been setting their payments in a 1% mortgage ever in history before. <laughs> yes. Getting that mortgage back down at 1.5% in 2021 is now bringing the light of day to a truly variable static payment mortgage talking about interest or sorry, trigger rate and trigger point. It is on the table now. Okay. Okay. I have questions. I have questions <laughs> you have brought, and I'm sure our listeners do too. Um, would the trigger rate, would it ever get to the point where the payment doesn't, does not cover the interest rate? That's, that is called the trigger rate. So okay. if your payment was originally 2000 yeah. and you were doing a thousand principal, thousand interest on day one, now you've hit the trigger rate. Your $2,000 is, so let's say the payment of interest is 2100 a month. Okay. So your payment was only set at 2000. So you now hit the trigger rate and you're short a hundred dollars towards uh, interest. Boom. Now they're going to tap into your principal balance. If you've paid off the principal. Got it. That is the trigger rate when oh. your payment no longer pays and is not enough to cover the full interest for that payment. <laughs> okay. So a couple of other things is we're, we're coming up to our last break of the day here. A couple of other things that have come to mind for me. Um, and we're going to talk about the changing uh, payments because like we have seen that things that like uh, uh, lines of credit and stuff like that all of a sudden yeah. cost more to, to have. Like I said, we'll talk about that after the break. Um, you know, something you brought up was topping up your mortgage. And you know, it's so funny. I remember when I started in the business, that was always a conversation. Hey, you know, top up your mortgage uh, every year, throw in another 20 grand or 25 grand or whatever. Right. Nobody talks about that nowadays. Like ever since the rates have been low, it's like, ah, well, you know, we'll do other stuff with, with money or whatever. And it's a reminder that you can always top up your mortgage. Right. Yes, this is going to be a great segue into the next conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We're here with Denise Webster talking about mortgages, trigger rates, static payments. Woo, a lot of stuff. Hope you're taking notes, folks. Need to take our last break of the day here. Uh, as always, if you need to reach Denise, Denise, the number is? 250-889-4743. Call me directly. I will answer your call. Yeah, and I know you guys do because uh, our CFAX listeners call out to all of uh, the whole home, to home show team. Um, in any event, folks, if you need to find her contact information or the rest of ours, just visit cfax1070.com. Uh, everything is there. Woo! Okay, Denise, so I'm taking notes here as well, too. There's so much Good to know. Job. We're going to be talking more about your mortgage payment, folks, and where it's going. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe, along with our guest and our show partner, Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, hey, Denise, before we started our recording today, we were chatting, and you were saying that the, the pace of your files and business is a little changed now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely. I'm, I'm, I've still got some people wanting to do pre-approvals. Yep. Uh, but no, the purchases have come to a pretty good halt. I don't feel like there's a lot of people out there shopping right now. Um, and I'm really just kind of dealing with my clients that are coming up for renewal. A lot of conversations, a lot of handholding right now and trying to explain interest rates. But yes, a very big change in my business itself. Yeah. I always say that it's the guys, you guys in the mortgage realm uh, that we should be talking to because you see most people start with you. 
and, and it is often a sort of litmus test as to uh, days ahead. So interesting to hear about that. Because there's no question, I mean, our, our traffic is down as well, too. We're still busy. We're always busy. But uh, it's not what it was. You know, it's not what it was before. That's for sure. Right. It's a different buyer right now. It is somebody that's willing to look at these higher interest rates. And some buyers are just said, no, we don't. We're not interested at this rate. We're not going to look right now if they have the luxury of not having to buy. Interesting thing you brought up, though, about that static interest rate is to do so now, because the likelihood is rates will come down at some point. It'll mm -hmm. end up being a, it'll end up being a good thing for some people. Right. Yeah. So just to finish off on that. So if you did pay off quite a bit of your principal balance, you may still be just fine that, you know, they will dip into that principal for a little bit. But mm -hmm. as the rate starts to come down, that original set payment may be enough to start covering the interest again and, and whatnot. So by the time maturity comes around, if rates have dropped enough, you might get back on track. But I still think if you started really, really low payment, now you've hit the trigger rate, you probably want to increase your payment. It's only going to help you and it's not going to be a shocker at renewal. So by all means, if you started in a really low rate and have gone through these increases, you might want to think about increasing your payment. So our mortgages are variables and, you know, it's easy to, to be disgruntled right now and say, oh, you know, things have changed. But, you know, I always look back and say all that time that we had with the low rate and the amount of principal that we chipped away. I mean, I can't complain. That's like a bonus on a forced uh, savings kind of situation. Absolutely. Right? I am on the same thought there. You know, if you average the weights of what you did when the rates were really low, you're still doing very, very well. Yeah. And it won't, we're not going to be here forever. Okay, at what point are we going to bring up this whole thing about amortization stretching out? Okay, right now. Okay. So if this is, it's only going to apply to a few people because maybe they took advantage of those prepayment privileges, which I encourage all my clients to do. When we go through your contract with your lender, we will go through what prepayment privileges the lender offers you. Standards are lump sum payments, payment increases, some allow you to double your payments. So uh, typical 15 to 20% is your lump sum payment. So if you had a $500,000 mortgage mm -hmm. and you've got 20% lump sum privilege, every calendar year, you can make an extra $100,000 towards your mortgage payments, principal balance without penalty. If you did a lump sum payment of 100,000 every year, guess what? You'd pay off your mortgage without penalty in five years. That's yeah. a 20% lump sum privilege. Yeah. If you increased your payment by 20%, then you've started that extra 20% of each payment has been going towards the principal balance. Or if you were just given some good advice, which I strong arm all my clients into, pay your mortgage with an accelerated bi-weekly payments. Yes. So that means you took your monthly payment of $2,000, you divide it by two, and you make a bi-weekly payment of $1,000 every second Friday. You make 26 payments a year, Two of those payments go directly towards the principal balance because of compounding interest. You either make a 12 month, uh, 12 payments a year or 24 payments a year. That's considered a monthly with the semi-annual compounding interest. Too much information. But accelerated bi-weekly is those two extra payments and they go towards the principal balance. So if your payment was $2,000 a month and you chose to make an accelerated bi-weekly payment for five years, you will have paid an extra $2,000 every calendar year towards the principal balance. You'll have paid $10,000 more off of your principal balance by maturity by just changing the frequency. Oh, and it's so easy because you stick it in an account and you know what your payment is. So you just put it in there. And all it means is instead of uh, the bank grabbing it once a month, it's every two weeks. 
And Especially if you're paid bi-weekly. It's a no-brainer. No. I will match up your payments to your pay schedule so you know every time you get paid, your mortgage payments comes out as well. Honestly, Amazing. if I have a bi-weekly paid client, I will say, why are you not paying your mortgage bi-weekly? Let's do it. Got it. So these things we're talking about are how you pay your mortgage off faster, yeah. meaning you've attacked the principal balance faster than the amortization payment would have set for you. So if you just paid your mortgage monthly, you've never increased your payments in five years of your five-year term. If you started with 30 years at renewal, you will have 25 years remaining on your amortization. If you changed your frequency to accelerated bi-weekly, when you come up for maturity, all you did, you didn't do any extra payments, but you just did that frequency, your amortization is going to be about 22 and a half years remaining, not 25. So they so shortened by two and a half years, yeah. It's saying that you're paying it faster than you have to. You're taking years off the amortization. Yeah. So to back up now to the non-static payment, a true adjustable mortgage, your payment has been changing every time prime rate has gone up and it hurts. It's very obvious right now that everybody's payments have increased drastically. If you did choose accelerated bi-weekly or if you made any extra payments, just even a $2,000 lump sum payment along the way, or you set your payments a little higher from day one, if your payment was $1,800, you rounded up to two or something. Set it to $2,000 yeah. because yeah. you have that privilege. You have attacked that principal balance more aggressively than you had to to maintain your amortization. So what you want to do at this stage, if the payment is feeling very, very um, heavy, stressful, and it has increased that. A lot of people are feeling this. You want to find out where your amortization is with your mortgage. And if you have your online banking, you can just log in. It will tell you your remaining amortization. If you are ahead of the curve because of these extra payments. So you you can call your branch. You can call your lender. You can call your broker. If it's a non-bank lender, we can help you with your existing lender. And we can ask. Okay, we're just going to take a break from aggressively paying our mortgage. We would like to go back to monthly payments or semi-monthly 1st and 15th. We'd like to go back to that. And we'd like you to re-amortize the payment back to our contractual amortization remaining. So even though online it says I have 22 years left, I think I have actually 20 or 27. I'm throwing numbers around. But if you just looked at how many years you've served of your term, add that or subtract that from your original amortization, you can ask them to amortize back to that and adjust the payment. And it should be a little bit more manageable, mm -hmm. especially less you, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Now you feel like, okay, well, I've undone everything I've done with my extra payments, but it's not forever. This is probably for a year where we're just going to be sitting at these higher interest rates until they start to come back down. So give yourself a break. You did a great job. You paid off some principal balance, but just give yourself a break and ask them to re-amortize back to the contractual amortization and you might get a bit of a break in that monthly payment. Hey, I love how you said serving out how long of your term. It sounds like prison. It does. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah, oh, but it's just, you know. Before. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my. Okay. So what you're saying is there are remedies. If somebody's getting uncomfortable with the payment and the payment changes, um, you know, again, my own experience, like our, our one of our rental properties, uh, the payments up five, I think five or 600 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to kill us, but you know, it's just, it's interesting because it's not like the tenant pays more. 
you know, the rent remains the same. There's protections for, you know, for tenants and all that kind of stuff, as there should be, right? Uh, like, I believe there should be. Um, but, you know, it's just there's empathy for landowners as well because, you know, all of a sudden it's it's harder. It's harder to uh, to maintain and own an investment property, right? Yes, definitely. And so on that note, that is not my advice for clients with investment properties. You aggressively try to make your lump sum payments accelerated bi-weekly payments on your primary home mortgage. Mm -hmm. On your rental properties, you pay those monthly and you are going to write off that interest against the revenue you're receiving. So gosh forbid, if you have a revenue property, change it to monthly right away. Amortize yeah. it to the maximum amortization. It yeah. is not in your, in this, especially in this state right now, there's no advantage to aggressively paying off your rental property. Yeah. Oh, that actually, I'm glad we, we went down this road. That, that does make a lot of sense because there are, there are different, uh, it's, it's like a different set of objectives for an investor, right? Yes. Yeah. You, you know, we're not necessarily wanting to be, uh, 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 um, mortgage free at any particular time, you use it as leverage, right? And, yeah. you know, many uh, take equity out of the investment property by others and all that kind of stuff. It's a whole other story that we'll talk about. It is. That's a great yeah. accounting conversation. If we bring an accountant on, like, what are the things you should be writing off yes. against your personal income taxes on your revenue properties? Yeah. And, and interest is a great one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So getting, getting back to this. So uh, what you just said was adjusting amortization to make payments a little more manageable, just in case you're uncomfortable. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, did I hear something about sometimes uh, calculations could get to the point where people could get into like super long amortizations, like stretching it out like that? Yes. I have a static payment mortgage. <laughs> okay. on my investment property okay and it uh last time when the rate hike in september it might have even been the july hike at that point when i looked online our amortization was at 65 years whoa okay yeah. now when i log on it is blank they can't even calculate it because it's probably gone over a point that they can even calculate what the amortization so i have hit the trigger point I, sorry, trigger rate. Uh, I am now at the trigger point. So they're dipping into the principal balance and I'm going to make an appointment with the bank and go and see if I can increase my payments or maybe a lump sum payment to just get it back on track because I don't want to undo what I have done. I also am having the conversation with my accountant though, because yeah. this is a revenue property. Should I do this or should I ride it out to maturity and then see what that lump sum payment is at maturity to catch up? Yeah. It's a very important conversation to have. Yeah, my, but the main thing though is you're not panicking. It's not like you're like, oh my goodness, 65 years or whatever. It's just, it's just the fact, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it would feel different on your primary home though. So yes. nobody wants to feel like, oh my gosh, it's going to take me 65 years, I'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have a 65 year amortization. It feels different on the primary than it does on the revenue property. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's so much stuff to know. Okay. Uh, folks, uh, as always, uh, if this has spurred or gotten you thinking about stuff with your mortgage and you need to have a chat, Denise is always available. Uh, Denise, your number again? Is 250-889-4743 or send me an email, denise at denisewebster.com. And I do, you know what? It's, it's a hard topic for you to wrap your head around if you just need to bounce it off and get a better understanding of what type of mortgage you have get a statement in front of you give me a call i'll help you 
break it down to where you're at so that you can call your lender and get a better idea of what options you have. I'm happy well, to help you with that. Well, and yeah, so guys, take advantage of that uh, invitation. And I got to say, as you just listened to for today's episode and all the other times Denise has been here, she makes it easy. Like you speak normal, non-technical language. I'm makes fine. it easy. For Yes. Uh, although, like I said, it's created questions in my mind. It's all good, though. You answered them all. Um, anyways, Denise, thanks, as always, for joining us. Thank you, Tony. It was a good co- good conversation oh. to have today. Oh, my goodness. And to the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week. <laughs>